Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. And the working folks back home that feel left behind by this town and their ridiculous priorities and being $34 trillion in debt and shipping jobs overseas, they see it. It's a total disconnect. And I, for one, am going to stand with them. I'm going to stand with those people. My people, the folks back home, and against permanent Washington that, come hell or high water, want to send a disconnected package with billions to Ukraine. And nothing, nothing for the American people. Your Senator, Eric Schmidt, um, and my adopted senator, I speak maybe for everybody in the room, Ryan and Brad. Schmidt, adopted? adopted? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Holly, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, we'll take them both. We want him to come on the show to, to earn that a little bit, which maybe because we're all in Illinois, Illinoisans, maybe that's not happening, but... I'm going to go so far as to say that they should both run in Illinois next next session. Yeah, I'll vote for you. Yeah, I'll vote uh, for you. This is useful as my other <laughs> You vote. got us. Um, I appreciate what he says there. He t- talks about permanent D.C. It is about time that the people who are sent to Washington, D.C. to represent home bring a little bit of home or a whole lot of bit of home into Washington, D.C. to transform it. Is that going to happen with this Senate? Apparently not. Unbelievable, um, the bill that passed to that leaves out, just completely leaves out the border. So the president is going to speak in, in, in their words, maybe eight minutes, seven minutes. I don't believe it. I don't either. But we're going to carry it. Um, I'm going to put, we're going to play Biden bingo here in the studio, which I need to pull up right now and put in there. I think uh, this is when it comes to Biden bingo, I played this that one time. What was the speech he was giving? It was, was it the one where he was talking about the making the beer in the barrels and then the great lakes? No, no, no. That That was was too recently. That was, that was just like last week. It was a little before that. Well, I created this, I went on this free app and I, I had made a list in my, in my handy dandy notebook here. I have somewhere in here uh, a pencil or pen written 
bingo card of things that Joe Biden says all the time. And it's super fun to play when he's doing something that's more campaign related. I was I had it open just the other day when he was talking about um, maybe was it something that had to do with Israel and Hamas or some attacks. And it's like, I don't know that that is the right time to be playing Biden bingo publicly, but I did play it privately. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but this is the time. Yes, I think so. He's going to talk about the foreign aid bill from the White House. I'm showing on the YouTube live stream right now. Here is what Biden bingo looked like in its original form. And here I had some extra words on the side. So there's this free bingo card thing. And I made it, it spits out 30 bingo cards. So if you want to play with us, I'm going to put the link on YouTube. You can copy it or whatever and play it. But only 30 of us can play. Same phrases, just different orders. Yeah. So your okay. card, I, I, it's and I have more than the 24 squares that are part of a bingo card. The middle one, the middle square is called socialism. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> so he does, does he have to say it, though? Or do you get the middle square for free? No, you get, the, he, no, you get that one you for get free. You get that for free. Okay. Yeah, it's standard yeah. Biden bingo. Okay, good. So I'm going to send the link to you guys. You're going to have to open up your card, and then I'm going to put it in in the YouTube chat, and okay. then the next 27 people, Leah, well, Leah can get on too. So the next 26 people, you get to play. Uh, that'll be a blast. I'm looking for a few phrases in a row with the socialism square. I'm looking for <laughs> uh, MAGA. I'm looking for Republicans. I'm looking for extremists. And you know what? I'll take a not a joke. I think that's on there for sure. Okay. Um. It's, it gives you 30 for free. If this becomes a thing, or in radio, I, I will put it this way. If somebody wants to sponsor it, <laughs> I can get more bingo cards so more people can play. Okay. I um, watched coverage and was listening to Josh Hawley's words also on this bill. And I can't... I, I can't stress enough how important this moment is in Congress, going into an election, of course, but to understand who your leaders are and who your representation is. Because the leaders of the Republican Party in the Senate are not representing the American people first. No. They may represent the American people in their mind, but not first. It is more important to do other things first. It is more important to send your tax dollars to Ukraine first. And I, you know, I don't know what is going to happen in the House because this bill is going to go to the House. And if they figure out a way to get that same percentage of Republicans in the House who voted for it in the Senate, they might they might be able to pass it in, in the House. But this is a reckoning for people who want to pay attention to this moment in time and understand what we need to do in November we need to be holding people accountable for the votes they're taking right now. And I'm happy to say in the state of Missouri, Josh Hawley and Eric Schmidt have Missouri's back. They are aggressively outspoken in defending the rights and the liberties of Missourians in the United States Senate. And they should be commended for that. But we need to do better. We need to do more. That's that's not it. Here's here's Rand Paul on the issue. Now, bills in the legislature, bills that come before the Senate, don't have pictures or covers on them like a book would have or a magazine. But if this bill had an image 
or a cover on the front of the bill, the image would be the migrant in New York who assaulted a police officer, was freed from jail on no bail, and gave the middle finger of both hands to America. That's what this bill is. It's the middle finger to America. This bill is the middle finger to every working man and woman in America, every struggling American family. This bill gives them the middle finger and says, we don't care about you. We care more about Ukraine than we care about our southern border. It's pretty simple. And the president is going to speak from the White House at some point here. Uh, we're going to you're going to be able to watch it with us, too, on the Annie Fry YouTube channel. If you want to see President Biden speak, that's not compelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see us see him speak. <laughs> you can see our frustration and our facial expressions looking much like yours and uh, at your desk, probably not in your car if you're going to watch it. But um, he is going to there. There's a couple words on this Biden bingo. The MAGA Republicans are going to hit hard and fast. Yeah, for sure. He's he's already made the point. Biden has already said exactly. Exactly what you need to know for the election to come about how he feels. About. What is taking place on the southern border, the crisis that is taking place on the southern border is a political every day between now and November, the American people are going to know. But the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It, I have to refrain from bashing my head into the wall every time I hear that, but I'm going to play it every chance I get. Because that's the concern for the president. The concern for the president is the political capital that he's losing on the southern border. The thing that thrusts Joe Biden into this conversation is the idea that he could be politically hurt by the attention and the massive consequences of his policies on the southern border. He's not calling his policies bad. He's just saying if Republicans want something different, they need to pass something in Congress. They have like a two-seat majority. And if you if you factor in the seats of majority that the Republicans have in total in Congress, it's like a wash. We are so 50-50 in our government representation right now. And one side is very far from the other side. The president was elected to be the adult in the room. He was supposed to be a, the uniter. He was supposed to come in and, and uh, you know, bring dignity and respect back to the Oval Office. Just as divided as we've ever been, if not more. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break because I think the president is going to speak. We're going to break a little bit early here and get a little bit of business taken care of right now. And then the middle of this this show is going to maybe be a little bit longer and broader. As soon as we have all of our Biden bingo cards open here, I'm going to post it and share it. You got to join in. You don't get the top 30. You don't get to play. But I will put my uh, mine up on the board every once in a while so you can play along with me. Join us on the Annie Fry YouTube live chat. The YouTube live chat poll for today, is it important to impeach Mayorkas, yes or no? You go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel to watch us, to comment or whatever. Make sure you vote in that poll. We'll be right back. Also reports DHS Secretary Mayorkas disagreed with Biden's initial 100-day halt on deportations, that a Homeland Security advisor had to ask what the difference between refugees and asylum seekers is, and that border czar Kamala Harris's staff made it clear her responsibilities, quote, began and ended 
with only the root causes in the Northern Triangle countries. Axios also reports, quote, as the humanitarian conditions at the border have deteriorated and the politics surrounding immigration have become a thorn for Biden, he becomes scratchier when the issue comes up, according to current and former aides. There are definite incentives to not be the person who owns the scary issue with no solutions. That's Fox News's Bill Malugin. I really believe that we are going to look back on Bill Malugin's reporting of the border, and it is going to be textbook for how to actually do journalism in a in a time where nobody was doing it. What he has, the attention that he has brought to the southern border through his reporting of being there, Fox News to be credited as well. These other networks don't even pay attention to the fact that, you know, you might not even know that there is a southern border, which is ironic. Yeah, it's amazing that they have not covered this at all in light of it being now considered the number one issue on voters' minds. Uh, I mean, they have been complicit in trying to bury this thing from day one. I watch as the um, House is going to vote in prime time to impeach Mayorkas once again. Steve Scalise is back. What if this fails again? I could see that happening. Uh, people have, have said, I think last time, I would be surprised if it did this time because they're not going to take the vote again. Why if, did they take it in the first place? Well, that's a, good, that's, that's a good question. It, they thought they had the votes, and I, I guess the whip didn't get it right, didn't count right. Well, I have zero confidence that they could get it that wrong the first time and that we should be skating in tonight into tonight thinking I, this is going to materialize the way they expect it It to. was such a surprise, and I would say even borderline embarrassment for them, that I would be really surprised if they didn't get it tonight if they're going to do the vote at all. But, uh, I mean, kind of to answer the poll question. The poll question being on the Anyfry YouTube channel, is it important to impeach Mayorkas, yes or no? I don't think it is. I think the point has been made. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that impeaching him really changes anything at this point. You're not going to remove him from office. So I don't think that it's important to impeach him. Although, uh, every time I walk in the airport and I see Alejandro Mayorkas talking to me about how safe everything is, I would like to look at that screen and be like, yeah, but you were impeached because you did such a bad job. There's a little bit of just personal that. Don't you walk into the airport and have you ever been pulled aside and had to get the extra once over and you're just trying to get to your next destination, mind your business, and you know that there are people just strolling into the country on our southern border without a care and concern in the world, uh, accosting our police officers, getting arrested and let go, and flipping the bird to anybody who thinks that what this guy did is not right or shouldn't have been done or shouldn't have been left out. Like, the arrogance behind that is so disgusting. And the, the support of continuing an opportunity like that to happen is so unpatriotic. It's so un-American. It, it's so gross to watch this happen because you know these people know that not only are they failing, but they're trying to do these things. They're, they're, they're attempting to destroy the border and destroy our immigration system. That was the goal. And then for them to sit there and not only lie about their intentions to you, but then to try, you played the Biden clip in, in the last segment, to turn it into... Not only was this not my fault, uh, I I didn't acknowledge that it was a problem for a long time, but now that I am, it's somebody else's fault when it was so obvious, it was so obvious that you did this on purpose and now you don't like the outcome, so you're trying to change it. Well, don't you understand, though, that an impeachment vote is accompanied by an impeachment trial? 
which means that that's going to cut through all of the nonsense and all of the politicking that is just sound bites that you hear from Senator Coons or whoever. Um, uh, is it Chris Miller that goes out there and they're just not Chris Miller, um, the guy who wrote the border bill. They go out there and like the Republicans don't want this. This is them trying to. When you have the trial, then you get subpoena power and then evidence is in black and white internal documents, all of the instructions and everything that goes through. What an impeachment would do is force Mayorkas to say, I'm just following orders. And then there's no way. Well, there's a way and they will there will be attempts, but it's a lot harder to shift the blame to the Republicans for the border crisis that is still very obviously caused by the Biden administration. We've talked about this ad nauseum. You can put a pin in the graph on the in the rise in illegal immigration from the moment Biden took office and started signing those executive orders. Right there at that moment's when it takes off. You'll have a trial. I think this I think that impeaching Mayorkas is is important. I think it's important to have that trial and I think it's there important to air that out in public for everyone to see. Yeah, I think that the um I I don't know. It's hard to tell if if the House has officially successfully used the impeachment hearing procedures to really cut through the noise to make a bigger case than any of us would have wanted Mayorkas to be bounced before any of this happened. Does it does it expand the immediacy, the necessity to remove him from the office by way of what you've exposed us to. Because if you're somebody who watches Fox News, you're saturated in this story. If you're somebody who is repulsed by Fox News and you you know, only take in MSNBC or maybe CNN and now your savior is back on Mondays on The Daily Show, I really believe that you can look at what's going on right now today and see it exactly the same way you saw it before any of this this trial or this hearing in the house this impeachment hearing in the house like what is it exposed how has it moved the ball down the field however if it was so obvious and apparent by Mayorkas's words themselves and by what is actually taking place on the southern border um just the statistics of people who have come here if if somebody needs to be held accountable to that and it's a bureaucrat or if it's somebody who's been appointed to a position by the administration and they need to be held accountable for it and they needed to be held accountable before the trial or the hearing started. The question is, is there a, is this a means to an end that makes the country better or is this a means to a political end, which is what I was talking about yesterday? Are we just trying to win the next election? Does the vote of people in the Senate and the vote of the people in the House on this particular issue or on the border bill issue only matter so that we can win the next election? Or does the effect of removing Mayorkas, should he be impeached in the House and tried in the Senate and found uh, guilty in the Senate and, and removing him, does that make the country safer? And I, I tend to believe that if we could remove Mayorkas, it could make the country safer, mm-hmm. which to me makes it a worthy cause. But I also understand in the political world as well that you can't, they cannot flub this again tonight. Here's, um, I didn't play Congressman McCall from Texas yet, right? Mm-hmm. It's talking about the vote that's supposed to take place this evening. People coming up 
asking me in the past few days, why can't you fire this man? Why, why didn't the Republicans get it done? Why didn't you? Well, we, we're going to on Tuesday. Steve Squeeze is coming back. I'll be a floor manager in the trial. Uh, but, you know, this is classic Mayorkas. He didn't answer that question. What he, he said, he didn't say, uh, here's how to fix the border. He talks about immigration reform, two different uh, subject matter areas. Absolutely. Uh, and it, you know, and, and so he he's not addressing what the president could do today to go back to the policies that worked under the Trump administration by executive order. So he's saying that we're going to be engaging in this today. And the report is that they'll be voting on it this evening. And I'd be curious to know what you think about it. Is it important to impeach Mayorkas, yes or no? Because if you say that it is important, you, you have to think to yourself, of course, why is it important? Is it important because it shows that the Republicans have resolve and they need to win more in November? Or does it, uh, is it important to you because if we impeach Mayorkas, we can be one step closer to solving the problem at the southern border by first identifying and calling into the light what that actual problem is? Ron on YouTube says it is important to impeach Mayorkas. It is also important to not fail at impeaching Mayorkas. What a better way than I was articulating there to say that. A hundred percent. John says, I said no because the Senate will not vote to remove. However, bringing the facts out during the impeachment process is important. Sheepdog said, no, it's not important. It would delight me to see that smug lying SOB impeached, but he's just doing what Biden wants him to do and say. Craig said it is important for him to be impeached, but just but it is important for him to be impeached, just like it's important for a company to fire somebody that is not doing their job. He's not doing his job. He needs to be fired. I mean, that is a pretty simple way to put it. And true. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think the, the, the reason why I am glad that they are impeaching, even though I'm a no on the poll today, is that they they do need to make it clear because what the media is going to do and Democrats are going to do right now uh, concerning these bills and things is that they're going to continue to say, well, the border would be fixed if Republicans would just pass a spending bill. The Republicans now in the House need to control that narrative and not because they need to control a narrative, but because they need the truth to be, which is the true, the truth, it is true, that this has been a problem from Joe Biden day one. This isn't a problem now. That he created. This is a problem. He manifested this to be. Right. It has been going on for three years. They need to make that very, very clear in this trial to make sure that America remembers because, again, MSNBCs, CNNs, and everybody else is going to continue to say between now and the election that the border would have been better by now if Republicans would just have spent some more money on the border. Do they have any solution that isn't, hey, let's throw a ton of money at it? No, no, that's it. That's because the only it solution. seems like everything that comes out of, especially the Democrat side, but I'm not just Democrats, but everything that comes out of Washington is, well, we we gave this much money to this issue and that's how we're going to solve it. Well, I want to, and you, you just segued perfectly into what I was going to play here. And I want to read Scott's comment first. He said, on your poll, yes, because we need someone in this position that can, all caps, actually secure the border. Good point. Our sovereignty as a country is essential. An open border is a threat to our security as a nation. Um, you want to talk about, Brad, politicians, especially of the Democratic kind, who identify problems and then they dump a bucket of money on it and then they stand there and smile like, see what I did there? Yeah. And it's not even their freaking money. Listen to 
the mayor of Chicago. A $17 million investment uh, for these 18 black and brown small businesses is really the, um, it really captures what I call the soul of Chicago. It's who we are. So you're not wrong, but not quite the way you thought so, Mayor Johnson. Mayor Johnson of Chicago is bragging about the soul of Chicago giving black-owned businesses the money they need to feed it's $17 million, mm-hmm. $17 million to black-owned businesses to feed these illegal aliens. You think that those, I mean, you can ask them. They've said so. Do you think that these uh, black residents of Chicago would maybe like to see that money be invested in the safety and security of their neighborhoods? Or in improving the quality of the neighborhoods? It's their money, after all. But in Chicago... You go out and you see, you know what the soul of Chicago is? It's taking your taxpayer dollars and giving it to feed illegal immigrants that are in your city to the tune of $17 million. Bragging about it for the political capital. Why? Because those businesses that will participate in the, the feeding of these people are owned by black people. That's enough for the mayor to feel like he did something today and he can go home. It's a buy off. I mean, they, they, this is actually, Brad, to your point, that's pretty much what all of government spending is, is just buy-offs now, and they're trying to buy votes. I mean, that's what Brandon Johnson is doing here. He's funneling money to people who have turned on him, people who have been critical of him. Black-owned businesses have been speaking out and saying, this is a problem. Why aren't you addressing it? He's going, oh, let me get a little money, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of squirt it your way and see what happens, see if that buys you off. That's what he's doing. It's worked maybe for a while. Of People of all different walks of life or races, you know, when it comes to saying, we're going to, if you elect me, I see you. I'm the one who is here paying attention to you. And then the party that is absent, the Republican Party, especially in the black communities, but in white poor communities too. If the Republican Party does not show up and offer an alternative, because if, if the message from from if the message from the Democrats is. I'm here or some version of my representation is here because we've had the people on from Washington Park who have said mm-hmm. that the only time that politicians come by their community and their neighborhood is right before an election when they want them to vote. And they don't even send their representative. Like the the person who you're voting for isn't even there. They come by with a card and say, here's who you're voting for. And that's it. And I don't know that the people from Washington Park who came in here are like really excited to meet Republicans and vote. Like they they were not MAGA hat wearing individuals. No. But they are disgusted. They know the game that is being played there. And in the meantime, Republicans aren't showing up and doing a dang thing about it. So what what are they left to? They're left to a party that that uses them versus a party that ignores them. Hello, Republicans, show up. And I, I understand resources are limited, but try it. Give them an opportunity to vote for you. They want an opportunity that is different than the status quo. And I'm sitting in the middle of St. Louis, Missouri, and I see what the status quo gets. It's hopelessness and despair. Every single day that I drive into the city, we talked about this the other day. Every single day I drive into the city, 
the uh, across the Sam Usual Bridge. There's another tent out there, trash everywhere. That's to my left, to my right, are uh, debilitated buildings that have graffiti on or are toppling or trying to be taken down. And it is it, it's it's impoverished. And I've been working downtown since 2009, 15 years. It's been the same every damn day. Nothing has changed other than the fact that businesses have left. Consumerism has left. They take their tax dollars to out west, maybe even, dare I say, across the river to Illinois, where at least you can have your business safely, where you can provide security for your employees just by virtue of not being in a city that doesn't value the police officers who, for some reason, and thank God they do, are willing to put the uniform every day and 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 protect the streets of this city so people like us who haven't been relocated out of the city can still work here show up i mean good grief republicans show up give them an alternative they're looking for one yeah it's 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 an interesting place to be right now in america because there are so many people who, who who've never wanted to be and still might not call themselves conservatives or republicans and they they probably won't even in the near future, but they definitely are looking at at the that the way they voted in the past and gone. This isn't getting us anywhere. That is an open door. And that, 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 again, that doesn't mean that people are going to turn and start voting for Donald Trump or for uh, Josh Hawley if you're in Missouri or whatever if you haven't before. But it it does mean that there are a lot of people who don't want the status quo because, like you said, Annie. When you cross the stand usual, and I, I will challenge you and say that that actually looks worse than it ever has. Because you said, yeah, it's been the same, but it is getting worse. Yeah. It, it really is getting worse. When you cross into Missouri, when I leave Illinois and come into Missouri, I want to feel like, hey, things are a little different here. But not in St. Louis, they're not. In St. Louis, they're worse, in fact, in a lot of ways, because nobody is willing to actually solve problems. People do want to protect their own political future. People do want to protect their own power. And they'll do so at pretty much any cost. If something actually starts to turn, they'll do something about it. Mm -hmm. But there's not really any pressure to clean up the city. Uh, there's, there's no, until people start voting differently, <clears throat> there's no pressure on the leadership to support yeah. police, which needs to happen. Listen, you have to understand that the number one priority of those people that are in power right now in St. Louis is to stay in power. And if you want them to change, you have to threaten that. You have to tell them, hey, you're not going to be in power much longer because we're going to vote for somebody else because you're not doing what we're needing you to do. Corey you're, Bush. We're not leading. Corey Bush is a great example of this. Go in there, you talk this big game, you don't show up, except for every four years or every two years, whatever your election cycle is, you just kind of say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm doing the thing. Now I'm worried about you. And then once the election's over, once you vote for Cory Bush or, or Mayor Jones or whoever, they just go back to whatever it is they're doing and ignoring the people of St. Louis. You talked about how it's getting worse. In the past six months, it's gotten worse whenever I've driven over the Stan Musial Bridge because now there's a homeless encampment over there. That encampment the, is embarrassing. It is the very first thing that I see, and it's a stack of tents, in this just kind of vacant lot. And there's fires. Random bonfires and whatnot by it. And you look at those people, and those people do need help, and nobody's helping them because they don't care. Give me, the, they're like, just keep me in power. That's all I care about.
And that's not the kind of person you need in charge. Very well said. Same same people, though. Same party. Nothing changes. And I, I really put the responsibility on the Republicans more than the Democrats who have been allowed to be so incredibly lazy at their campaigning because it's just theirs. They believe it's they're entitled to it. And the Republicans don't feel like it's worthy of the effort. And I would say they are very wrong. We're going to do Wiggins America. We come back. Things boomers get right. Unless what generation is Joe Biden? Uh, Greatest. He could be silent generation. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too old to be a boomer, right? Yeah, he's The boomers boomer. are like, absolutely. Yeah, he's not one of us. Yeah. No. What? You? Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggins America, unless Joe Biden starts talking. Then we're going to play Biden bingo while he gives a speech. The border bill. We'll be right back. Edward says that Joe Biden is, I'm just going to go on his uh, research here. Biden would be the silent generation. Trump would be a year one boomer. There oh, really? has to be a debate so that Joe Biden, Joe Biden has to say, OK, boomer. That would be so funny. That would be that would be like a Reagan-esque line where he could say, OK, boomer, and not be a part of that generation. I, I don't know that he would do that right now because I don't know that he wants to draw a distinction between his age and <laughs> yeah. Trump. I know say- that. But wouldn't but it would be a funny because this is what this is the Biden plan. Biden's plan is to make his joke or his age, a joke that he's in on. Yeah, you can see it happening. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm old. Yes, I'm ancient. And I'm still better at this job than Donald Trump would be. That's the plan. Yeah, it is. And I will be there for the jokes, and I will laugh at the funny ones, like I would if he said, okay, boomer, in a debate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be so funny. And Joe Biden's still a disaster for, yeah. for America. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! All right, I got a list here as we wait for the president to speak of things that boomers got right. It seems like we're always trashing boomers or we're talking about stories about We're not Gen- trashing boomers. Well, you're, Gen Z- you're the one who's always walking around saying bad things about boomers. I, yeah. I am not saying yes, that. Yes, he does. He does it all the time. All the time. He's obsessed with it. I don't remember any of that. Do you, you say have to bring it to people who aren't even boomers? He's je- Ryan is a well-meaning yeah, <laughs> elderly, elderly with a poor memory. No, that was not in the uh, official report. I wrote the a email. report. I oh, wrote, did you? I wrote a report. Well, I was not in that email it's chain. the Fry report. Well, look, we got to talk about it behind your back first. Clearly. And then you bring it up on air during Wiggins America. <laughs> <laughs> this is things boomers got Brian right. Brian is like three years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> if that. I'm not even three years older than you. I think you are. Two and a half. Brian World dinosaurs. Okay, we're school. celebrating half birthdays now? Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Especially when you talk about how much older I am than you. Uh, okay, millennial. Here we go. Things boomers got right. Number one, app exhaustion. Any business which requires you to requires you. That's that's the key word there. Yeah, like you don't access the service to use an the app. app. Uh, I don't want to download an app. Make an account and remember my password for the account. Especially because the app doesn't even work a lot of times. It's extremely convoluted with the front end design. Man, <laughs> I had I had a, a confrontation with an older gentleman at my gym because my gym requires you to use the app to open the door. You had a confrontation? I Yeah. It requires you? Yeah, you have to have the app to use your barcode so you can unlock the door. Oh, my gosh. So this guy was trying to get in. 
and he's trying to scan his barcode. And I just opened the door and I was like, hey, they, they don't do the barcodes on the, the tags anymore. You need to get the app. He's like, well, I'll bring my phone in. I said, OK, this is what they do. And like he wanted to like throw down with me because I'm like, I don't work here. This is I was just opening the door to <laughs> was let it you Ryan in. Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually still with that yeah. guy. I agree with that guy in this. Scenario. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, no, I'm, I agree with that guy. In this scenario, okay. that I don't want to download your dumb gym app just to open the door. It, putting an app on your phone is intrusive. Yes, it is. This is my personal space, and I don't trust your app to be safe and secure enough to not screw up my phone. Which, if you screw up my phone, I am incapacitated for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, all the different sports apps, we got kids in sports. Every single one of them, once you download a different app so that you can have a different schedule instead of just giving you the schedule. Just give me the schedule. Yeah, I'm for I can a handle it. Sports at Monopoly. Get rid of the get rid of the little guys. All of them in one, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. If they would all be in one, I would be okay with that, but they're not. I'm a game changer fan myself. Sports app. I have that one. Mm-hmm. But not all the others. Team Snap. No. I, in fact, there's one right now that I won't download that my, my my wife is mad at me because she's like, check the schedule. And I'm like, I'm not downloading their stupid app. <laughs> okay, Boomer, next. Phones at concerts. Phones at concerts are stupid. I take one pick when the artist comes on, and then I just enjoy the show. You're never going to look back at your dumb videos. Man, this is the same at Disney World. You video, you sit, you stand there and you video the whole fireworks thing? Yes, all fireworks are the worst. That's even worse than concerts. <laughs> what are you going to do with that video when you're done there, Skipper? <laughs> yes, you're going to go home and watch you're it. Just show like, it to people? Wow. You're going to show people 18 minutes of fireworks they didn't see in person? <laughs> yeah, you do that. And it never translates. Leah, have you ever watched fireworks online? N- none other than my own. Uh, you watched your own. <laughs> yeah. Of course. You've watched Hey, at least you have. Yeah. I mean, if you recorded it, at least you have yeah. watched it. Uh, this just says, bring back knobs. Touch screens in cars suck. I agree. Oh, I'm a big fan of, of, I have a volume knob. Yeah. And a tuner knob in the Chrysler yeah. Pacifica. And I use them when I'm driving because I can do it without looking at the thing. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think mean, the Teslas with the big screens are the ugliest things ever. Do you care about having the volume knob on the steering wheel? I use all I use all the steering controls. Do, do you care though? Like, is it is a must for you to have? Because I, yeah. I I've talked to people who are now. like, oh, I, I have to have it on my steering wheel. I hate reaching over to turn up the volume. Like, man, <laughs> <laughs> you go like it's, that is like the most two year old thing. Like, I can't reach uh, first it. World oh, <laughs> I can't. Like, uh, my neck. Molly told me last night she was being real sassy when we got home, and she was just Ooh. in a sassy two year old mood, like having fun, and. I told her something. I said something playful. She goes, shut up. And I go, hey. <laughs> like, wow. she could tell immediately that the tone in this room has changed. <laughs> but I wanted her to know immediately. I mean, I'm not offended if she tells me to shut up. She's never going to do it again without knowing it's wrong. But I don't want her to go tell other people. Like, she needs to learn that lesson at home. And <laughs> I told her, I was like, you do not say that to mommy. Say sorry right now. And she just puts her hands out. Like, she's standing there in the hall. And she puts her hands, her arms sulking, just straight down the side. And she puts her head down. She goes, I can't. And I'm like, <laughs> say you're sorry. And she's like, I can't. <laughs> we did it for, like, five minutes. And I'm looking at Jared. And Jared is behind her laughing at me. I'm like, tell her, say you're sorry. She told me, shut up. And he's like, you say you're sorry or you're going into timeout, which, as if you've heard the show before, is the rug by the front door because then timeout goes everywhere because everybody has a front door rug. And he says that, and she's like, sorry. 
And I was like, I'll allow it. I forgive you, child. Don't tell me to shut up again. Anywho. How old is she? Two and a half. Two and a half. And every that's, single bit of that's it. Perfect. That's Arms perfect. Arms down. Can't. <laughs> I love it. I Standing love it. right in front, like like thirty seconds before, she was as happy as a two and a yeah. half year old could be, and now she can't tell me she's sorry. If she goes, shut up. It's to amazing me. how much the emotions of kids at that age oh, really do woo, mirror all over the place. Re- but they mirror what you ha- you have inside of you. You, haven't you just to don't it. do that yep. anymore. Although I've had to tell people I'm sorry before, and I wanted to go, I can't. <laughs> and then the head's hanging down, and then they just look up at the top of you to see if you're. Yeah, mom's still looking crap. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell that to you next time I feel offended. Annie, mm-hmm. tell me you're sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> She'll look you dead in the eye. Yeah. Well, that's true. She's not going to look away. <laughs> like I'll become uncomfortable looking over at Annie. Oh, my gosh, she's still looking at me. You apologize to me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I will. And I forgive you. Doesn't that feel good? How about this? Emojis in work emails. Learn to write a professional email. A for Rickin men. Yes. The number of Gen Z kids I've had who send me emails without salutations, with emojis and shorthand like LOL, OMG, etc., without proper spelling and punctuation is crazy. The implication is that I care how you feel. <laughs> I actually do not mind emojis in everything. I bet it gives you don't. me an idea of how you feel about what you're You worry saying. about what everybody feels. All the time. Yeah. I'm a feeler. And I want to know how you feel. I want you to, if you tell me... Hey, you know what? I need you to get done by the end of the every, day. Every Which is with thing. a little thumbs up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, all right, I can yeah, do it. Yeah, but I think Leah, doesn't Gen Z not like the thumbs up? I hate it. See? And Ryan, I'm going to send emojis to you every text now, but it's only the angry face. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> bleeped out mouth. No, no. It'll be like, Wiggins America looks okay today. Angry face? I'd be like, uh-oh. Oh, crap. Apologize. <laughs> Say you're sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't. I can't. I'm fine with more emojis boomers in emails <laughs> i'm going to send you more emojis than Brad, ever you need emojis uh no but not i don't i don't i'm not mad at them i think whenever uh you're trying to display sarcasm or that you're joking i think they're helpful leah what? do you send them you send them you're yeah, an emoji user well i send them in text i would never send it in an email okay so I you understand like the difference email's more professional you want to look professional yeah, yeah. ryan what anyway. about salutations <laughs> do you have to start an email with that's, hey, how, that's Annie, how Ryan says hello I do. every, every day. email that I send for a guest request or Address. anything. I always. But yeah. what if it's to one of us? Do you have to say, hey, Ryan, and then the body of the, of the email hey. still? But I don't email you guys. I text you guys. Yeah. Well, I also true. think it matters what you're doing. If I'm asking you to do something that I know that you're not going to be like super excited to, I'm going to write that email nicer. Except Make for sure yours. you put tons Angry of, of emojis good emojis now. in it. Like sunglasses face and like crying laughing. At nothing. Just just because. Say you're sorry. No, I will not. I I'm a tough, tough guy. <laughs> Do you have more? Oh, there's plenty. All right. Well, we're waiting for the boomer in chief. Oh, no. He's too old to be a boomer. To speak, we're going to carry that Jim Carafano, Ted Dabrowski. We come back. Get more at 971talk.com.